Good morning, Tim. Appreciate you having me on. And before we talk about uh, politics, how about them dogs? How about the dogs? Have you ever seen uh, something else? Isn't it? This this struck me over the weekend. It struck a lot of people. I've never seen a bulldog gator game get less attention, comparatively speaking. I mean, the Braves just sucked all the oxygen out of the room and still are. <laughs> yeah, oh, by the way, they're playing a football game down there in Jacksonville. Yeah. Uh, no, you if folks. I'm horse, it's because I stayed up yeah. for that Braves game last night. Yeah, it's indeed. Tough. Same here. Uh, you folks to Atlanta on Wednesday. Before we talk about what happens this week, let's talk about what happened. I guess it was back over the course of the summer, including one of those committee hearings held in Athens, I think Athens Tech, July or August. Uh, you were involved in some of those. What happened? What did you do? Well, we had a essentially a listening tour around the state all summer long. We had 11 or 12 different locations throughout the state of Georgia to hear the interest of the citizens, what they wanted for their districts. And some were very specific and told neighborhoods or areas that they wanted to you know, change to a certain district. Others were more general, where they uh, argued to please don't do Jerry. Uh, Mandarin, uh, you know, which is, you know, trying to gain a partisan advantage from your new lines. And a lot of people ask not to split counties uh, to to try to keep communities of interest intact. And we took all of that input and voted out a sort of a principles of redistricting that our committee will be guided by. And they included those type of things that we would uh, certainly try to keep the districts compact and keep communities of interest intact where possible. There will be contiguous districts, none of these little long squiggly lines that you know, are obviously just trying to select certain uh, you know, voting advantages. Did not, uh, we don't want to pair incumbents uh, where possible, so it's not a, a vindictive, petty thing where you're trying to knock out certain uh, you know, sitting legislators right now and agreed to follow those principles, very similar to those we did in the past. And um, and sort of waited for the census data to come back, which we unfortunately didn't get until late. Which is September. why we're doing this in November instead of July or August, where we might have done yeah. it in previous years. Used to get that data in uh, late March or April, and so during the summer months, we were going ahead and uh, you know preparing maps and had a session usually in August or maybe September. This year, the census data was delayed so long that uh, we didn't, we, you know, we couldn't start until we got the, the numbers because everything in redistricting revolves around one man, one vote. You have to have equal sized districts as closely as possible, and you don't know how to do that till you know how many people in Georgia and where they live. Um, so we had to to wait for the data and on these congressional maps. The plus and minus variation between distances, one person, uh, and we will do them less than 1% on mm. all the other districts. Um, so it's amazing how precise you can get with that census data and the computers that we can use now to try to draw the lines. Right, Senator Bill Kalsert with us again, this special session on legislative and congressional redistricting starting day after tomorrow. You mentioned that in these committee hearings, people saying, uh, we don't want gerrymandering. The challenge for you folks is that gerrymandering is pretty much an eye of the beholder thing, right? I mean, gerrymandering, that's what that other party does. My party doesn't do that. That other party does. I and mean, that's what people generally <laughs> think, right? Absolutely. You know, and it was kind of, we get a little defensive about it because they were very, um, Especially in the Athens meeting, very uh, almost adversarial comments from the from the crowd. People very 
much accusatory that there's going to be um, gerrymandering that's, you know, bipartisan uh, lines or whatever. And, you know, I wanted to just stand up and say, no, wait a minute, everybody. For decade after decade, the Democratic Party had control of Georgia and drew the maps. And almost without fail, there were uh, legal challenges. And what really brought the Republican Party into office back in the early 2000s was Roy Barnes had drawn these maps that were uh, just really insane looking. I mean, there was a Senate district that stretched from Augusta all the way to Fayetteville, Georgia, you know, almost to the western side of the state <laughs> that was purely, you know, some places just went down an interstate to try to capture Democratic votes. So when, Dem- when Republicans took over uh, with Sonny Perdue as governor, and we drew the lines in 2011 after the last census, we honored these principles that we're following today, and it was the first time in the history of Georgia that the maps were pre-cleared by the Obama Justice Department as being fair and legal and in compliance with the Voting Rights Act, and we drew these current districts, and they were never even challenged in court. Everybody universally on both sides of the aisle agreed they were fair, and there was no challenge brought. There were no incumbents paired uh, at all, so it was not a personal vendetta-type thing, ever any payback um, that was so common in the past. So we're very proud that the Republican Party's only done it once in the history of Georgia, and it's the first time really in a generation that the maps were done legally, fairly, constitutionally, without a challenge. And we plan to do the exact same thing again, uh, Tim, you know, as an attorney. One reason I'm on the committee is to help guide and make sure we follow the legalities. And I assure you that we'll be doing that this time, just like the last time. Uh, Senator Bill Cowsett, again, this special session on legislative and congressional redistricting starting on Wednesday. I, I've heard some speculation this could take you all the way up to Thanksgiving. Do you have any sense at all as to how long this might take? You know, I hear the same things you do. There's certainly no reason it should take that long. Uh, last time it was two weeks or less. I you know, have hopes that we'll finish this up by the end of next week. But it is a deliberative process. It is contentious, and we'll fairly and fully hear uh, any maps presented by you know, any legislator can introduce a, a map uh, to be considered by the redistricting committee. The uh, Democratic Party, I believe, last week has already prepared and um, intends to, in, to introduce a map that will be considered by the committee. Uh, we're still working, trying to uh, come up with a, a, at least a good starting point in the negotiating process to come up with early in this legislative session so it can begin the um, deliberative process. And I, It just depends on how long we take to debate and take further input and, and pass a map out just from the legislative process, it can be done uh, in certainly less than five days to get through the committee process to the floor of the Senate and voted on. Let's go on this one, Senator Bill Kouser. You mentioned the maps that have been floating around for weeks now. Uh, here's what this district might look like and that district might look like. Democrats maybe with their own map. Other, I can draw up a map. Anybody can. Uh, how seriously should I take that stuff, if at all? 
Uh, what, what do you mean, that you can drop a map? No, that anybody, the maps that we've seen that, for example, would, would put Andrew Clyde in a different district to draw him out altogether, that kind of stuff. I mean, without mentioning him specifically, just those kind of maps. Uh, I compare them to mock drafts <laughs> that we see in sports sometimes, and I don't take those seriously. The things that have been published out there already, how, how credible, how viable are some of those things? Well, I can tell you that they are viable, but what you typically will do is have we have a um, – nonpartisan uh, redistricting office that's uh, adjunct to the legislature that is there to assist us in drawing these maps and complying with the law. And you typically start by asking them, come up with the map that has the fewest changes, you know, possible to the uh, existing lines uh, and make sure that we square up the populations. You know, you got to get every one of them the exact same population side. And as some parts of the state grow faster than others, there requires some shifting to balance these out to make sure that their vote in North Georgia counts the same as a vote in South Georgia. So you have the same number of people in the district. So they will draw those uh, as a basic starting point, so to speak. And I'm not certain that that's exactly what's in on this this. Uh, congressional map that's been released, but I can assure you that that map was drawn to be compact, to divide as few counties as possible, to be equal in number, and to not have any type of racially discriminatory impact. Uh, And then that'll be where we get started. I don't know how much change there'll be. That map looked pretty good. The Clark County people ought to be happy because it's Mm. no longer split uh, in that uh, district. But that certainly is not the final product, Tim. If that's where you're headed, yep. is you know that is a, a map that is legal, it is uh, constitutional, it is not racially discriminatory, and I, I don't know what partisan impact it has or not. But I don't think many people are paying near as much attention to that as the press would make you think. All right, we'll leave it there, Senator Bill Cassert. Best of luck starting Wednesday. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank you.